Pot of gold. Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Ramble by the River. I'm your host, Jeff Nesbitt, and we've got a great show for you today. The guest on the podcast today is Colton Chalker, and joining me in the studio for this introduction is the lovely Amelia Grace Nesbitt. Hey, Mills. Hi. Welcome to the show. It's good to have you guys here. Thank you for tuning in. So, this week is Colton Chalker. Colton is an electrician. He is one of my good friends from Ilwaco High School. I've actually known Colton since kindergarten, and he did his first episode last year uh, in season one. So he was in episode five, Colton Chalker. That was before I started doing catchy titles. I just called it Colton Chalker. So kind of an interesting story with this episode. Colton came over and we recorded an episode right after Calvin, after we had recorded Calvin's. And it was great, but it was late and we were both tired and you know, it just didn't didn't come out the way we wanted it to. It just kind of too many inside jokes, too much. Uh, it's basically me bullying Colton for two hours. And I thought it was quite funny. And I, Colton thought it was funny too. But yeah, we needed to redo it. So we did. And this one, we basically had a whole nother game plan. It's a whole nother set of topics. And the first episode, we are still going to release it. It is on the Patreon site. So if you are interested in hearing it, you'll have to subscribe to our Patreon channel. And you can do that by going to ramblebytheriver.com and clicking the subscribe link at the top of the page. In the episode today, we talk about Colton's wedding, his wardrobe malfunction, where his pants burst open. Colton explains how he accidentally called the police on his dog. We talk Mexican all-inclusive resorts. Oh, Colton talks about his fertility process. He's recently been married, and they're trying to conceive a child. And so he talked a little bit about that process, which is quite interesting and also pretty funny. We talked about the controversial 2016 presidential elections with like the Russian manipulation stuff, election fraud, the lies. Talked about consciousness and you know, we like to cover that here on the ramble and talked about whether or not consciousness is an emergent property of matter. And uh, most excitingly, we covered, uh, can your dog lie to you? We covered that today. And then we had a few uh, little fun tidbits like Colton's most hated human traits. So it's a good show. I hope you enjoy it. We had a bunch of good shout outs. Speaking of shout outs. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. That's what I came back for. I loved it. Thank you. That was a great hug. I give really good hugs. I just did this. Why did you do that? She just flipped me off. It was an accident. <laughs> she just turned around with a huge smile, said, I give really big hugs and gave me the finger. It was a good hug. Thank you. Speaking of shout outs, shout out to our newest Patreon subscribers Bonnie, Cooper, T, and Allison. Allison, I know you've actually been on there for a while, and I think I missed you on the shout-outs a while back. So thank you so much for being here. We're glad to have you. Welcome to the new people. I know something about you, too. What? You love ice cream. That's what my grandfather told I do love ice cream. I love ice cream. Ramble by the River is made possible by the generous contributions of our listeners. 
You probably found this on a free service like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, but there's another way to listen to Ramble by the River, and that's to go to our Patreon, where we have exclusive bonus episodes and merch and way more benefits. The Patreon is where I post the Ramble on the Road episode, which is the premium monthly subscription-only podcast. That's where you get just kind of behind-the-scenes scoops and a little bit more personal stuff about my life and things like that. Thoughts, opinions, hopes, and dreams. It's a cool podcast. I do it from the inside of my truck when I'm driving around out on these coastal country roads. So yeah, I hope you guys check that out if you're interested. If you like Ramble by the River's free content, you'll probably love all the benefits that come along with the Patreon. So one more time, to get there, you go to ramblebytheriver.com click the subscribe link at the top of the page. That'll take you right over to patreon.com slash ramblebytheriver where you can select a subscription tier and get listening today. If you want to check out that first episode with Colton where things kind of went off the rails, you can go get that on our Patreon. If you have our Patreon already, go ahead and check that out. It's pretty funny. Leave me a comment. Tell me what you think. You can find Ramble by the River on social media by searching for Ramble by the River on Instagram and Facebook and Ramble River Pod on Twitter. We also have a TikTok in the works, so to be continued on that, but we'll see. If you want to check out any of our past episodes, you can find all of those at ramblebytheriver.com. There's a link in the episodes tab that will take you right to where you can get all of the episodes. That's also where you can find show notes and any kind of the historical stuff about this show. You can find it right there. In case you missed last week, our guest was Calvin Bays. Calvin's a personal trainer, and he came in and we had a discussion about health and fitness and training ideologies, and it was a really good conversation. He's a great guy. After Calvin left the studio, he sent me a message and said, hey, I just realized that I didn't really thank everybody that has helped me out. It was really important to me to do that, and I was wondering if I could come back in or, or we could figure out something. And I just told him, hey, man, just record it on your phone, send it to me like it's a voicemail, and I'll put it in the show in the next episode. And so he did, and it turned out really nice. Just more proof of how nice of a guy he is and how much he really cares about people, as if you needed more proof. One thing that I think is really cool to think about since I've been reflecting more a lot about my life is how my mom raised me. And my mom literally let me do whatever I wanted as I grew up throughout high school, middle school, something like on my car. If I wanted to drive to California, I could drive to California. My mom let me make my own mistakes, which was awesome growing up. She let me develop into who I wanted to be, you know? And from the outside perspective, that might not be how someone wants to parent, but I can't be more appreciative for what she had taught me as a person and how we interacted because I learned a lot through interactions with my mom. And her and I were actually just talking about this the other day on the phone about how much we've learned from each other. It was pretty cool. We don't... We don't often talk about how we appreciate each other, so it's just really cool to to do that with someone who I don't get to do that too much with. And I, I think it's important for her to know how much she's done for me, even though she maybe felt like she didn't do a lot for me because she couldn't help me too much financially. People have had in the, within this community have had a really big impact on my life, and I couldn't be more thankful. Coming from the area that we came from in Ocean Park, my buddies and I, I mean, I, I explicitly remember multiple times where my friends have been told that they're not gonna graduate high school, that they're not gonna do anything with their lives. They're not, they're, essentially they're not capable. And to me to watch that, it, it didn't feel very great, but 
as a kid, I'm, I didn't understand. I didn't understand. I didn't, I didn't speak up, you know, even though it wasn't right. But it was, it was just a really interesting experience growing up. And Mickey Frace was huge for me growing up. She made a lot of big decisions behind closed doors that I never knew about until I got older, trying to help me move forward, which was really cool. This community has done a lot for me. The Knopskis and Stadarosses, they, they really helped me growing up. Always helped me out. Gave, bought me school clothes. They took me camping. They taught me a lot about life. They opened the doors for me, showed me that, you know, there's a lot more to life than what I understood about it. it it's all interesting to me. When I, when I got to high school, you know, I, I had injuries, and the Heralds really took me under the wing and taught me a lot about life. Ron and Karen and Tim Harold, they, they taught me a lot about life. I mean, <laughs> Ron, Ron is hilarious. He, he's really helped me come to an understanding of my wants and needs of the money, and I, I don't think I'll ever forget that ever and it's, it's really important for me to understand how to be at least financially smart so no matter the scenario in the future i can still do well and understand what i need and i want the difference between my wants and my needs but i would say with, with with what's currently going on in my life with the internship it's really really cool to be down here and getting to work with all the kids within the community because i remember when i was a kid you know thinking back from i guess you could say thinking back from now not what i knew when i was a kid is how important training is for, for someone mentally and physically, how important it is for younger kids to become mentally stronger in terms of stress. If you don't if you don't apply stress to a kid or anybody, actually, they're not going to grow. And I find really often that even within myself, when I let small tasks go, when I let the gas off, I start to become lazy and, I, and you just can't do that as a human being if you want to excel. So I think this is awesome for Rob, Rob and Katie. They. <laughs> They've done, I, I couldn't explain how much they've done for me. I, th I think I started going there when I was about 16 years old after my knee injury in basketball, and they've always opened the doors for me. They've always been really nice. Took a long time to gain, gain trust from Rob. Um, at least I think it did, and him and Katie have done more for me than I thought a human could do in terms of how to think for myself, how to carry myself, how to stand up for myself. And the list goes on and on, and them having me here at intern is, I've learned so much from everyone around me in the last two months that I almost feel like I'm a completely different person than what I was two months ago, to be honest. It's, it, it's the best thing I possibly could have done. So I, I'm really thankful for all that. And all my friends who, you know, grew up with me, they, they were all there. They all experienced the same stuff. I think it's pretty cool to think about all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. From one OP kid to another, thank you so much, Calvin, for being such a great guest, and good luck on your future endeavors. We hope you come back and visit us again sometime. The podcast studio has been really busy lately. I've just been packed full of interviews. We had a first here at Ramble by the River. We had a musical guest. I mean, we did also do musical guests before, if you count, when me and Colby Kirby rapped. But this guy was a professional. He brought his guitar and he did some songs and it was incredible. He's a very talented musician. His name was Jacob Miller. We'll post some of that stuff on social media or the website or somewhere soon, as soon as I get it all ready to go. But it was a blast. It really made me feel like what I'm doing here is something that people are actually going to enjoy. It was really cool. Check him out on Spotify or social media. In addition to Jacob Miller, we had Kelly Hughes Ham. Kelly has recently started a bid for a political office, so she came by to talk about that, and we talked about a bunch of other stuff too. She was a teacher of mine back in high school, so it was interesting to connect with her, and it was a really good podcast, and I can't wait to put that one out. 
We still have the CJ Hawkinson episode coming up. That one's fun. And then coming up in a couple weeks, we have Ned Heavenrich, member of the band Browns Meet Flats. I think they will actually be performing at Cape Disappointment State Park here in a couple weeks. So catch that if you're around. And this Sunday, I'll be interviewing Rose Gerber of Rose Gerber and Sweet Relief. Rose Gerber and Sweet Relief will be performing locally, and she agreed to stop by and do a podcast with me. So that's going to be fun. Big things, big things. Lots of stuff happening. It's been a great last few weeks, and I hope you guys are having a good time too. Without further ado, please enjoy this podcast with one of my best friends in the world, the hilarious and thoughtful Colton Chalker. I just want to have fun. Me too. I had fun last time. Me too. While you were waiting for me to get ready, just listen to that one. Because I know it would at least make you laugh. Well, I probably laughed a bunch in it. Definitely did. Okay. Say the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Keep going. Or say whatever you want. I just need your touch to talk. Uh, I just forgot the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> I just took a DNA. Or sing Lizzo. Do whatever you want. I just need sound. Mm. <laughs> Tell me about your day. What? How did your day start this morning? Uh, it started good. Not how did it start. What did you do? I need you to say a bunch of words. I got up. I drank some water. And went outside. And then I went and laid back down, fell back asleep, and woke up about 10 minutes before I had to leave my house. And then... There it is. There we go. I left, got to work. Okay. Uh, Well, so Colton, welcome back once again to Ramble by the River. Let's just give the audience a little backstory. This is our second time doing this podcast because the first time... While it did end up to be a good show, it wasn't exactly what we had set out to make, so we're going to give it another shot. Sounds great. Is that is that yeah. accurate? That, that is accurate. Thank, thank you, uh, Jeff. Much like last time, we got a practice run in. If you want to listen to that practice run, which I highly recommend because I find it to be quite hilarious, it's available on our Patreon site, so go to ramblebytheriver.com, click subscribe at the top of the page, and... It'll take you right to Patreon, and you can click a subscription tier and have access to all that bonus content. Anyway, let's get to the show. Thank you so much for coming. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for the whiskey, man. This is a Jefferson's Private Reserve. It's a very old bourbon whiskey. I think that's what it says. It doesn't say how many years. It just says very old. (laughs) 
I got it for CJ's podcast. We had talked beforehand about drinking whiskey and um, we were both going to bring a bottle or I, I had assumed he said he was going to bring something and I was like, I'm going to get a bottle too. And I went to the liquor store and got like a, went to the fancy, what I thought was a fancy section and I spent 50 bucks. I thought that, you know, that's a decent, decent bottle. And um, we tried it and CJ pulled out his and they're like over $100 a piece and he brought three bottles. Jesus, CJ. <laughs> Yeah, and he left them all here, so future guests. He would. We're drinking whiskey. Thank you, CJ. Thank you, CJ. Thank you for the whiskey. Typically, the guest is supposed to bring the drinks, right? No, I like, I mean, I, I try to provide as the host, but it is always nice when people bring stuff. I noticed that Joe Rogan's guests always bring a whiskey for him to try. They do a lot. Or some other kind of liquor. Or some gadget or some kind of a art piece or something. They're... Sorry about any noise in the background. We're working on the set. Seems okay, though. It does seem okay. I'm going to turn the fan down another two clicks just so it's still moving the air. But Actually, would you do it since you're right there? Yeah. Did I take the remote? Dang it, I unplugged my headphones. I'm a fucking disaster today. Jeez. I just turned it down. Thank you. All right. All right, back in action. Sorry, guys, you'll have to excuse these interruptions. We're working on getting video going. There's a camera there. So if, if you're listening to this, you can probably watch it. I say probably because I have every intention of posting it on YouTube, but I am very sweaty. And uh, if I look like shit, it's going to be much harder to post. But I'm going to give it a shot. Even just saying this right now will make me want to post it more can, can it play video over like spotify i don't know how to do that I, some podcasts do and some don't i haven't looked into it yet maybe you have to pay for it or something i wonder i bet you it's a lot harder for them or like it caught co more costly because of all the i mean video is very heavy yeah but um, i like the, the ones that i can do it on yeah me too what, which ones do you watch on spotify i watch the dark horse a lot is that the one of the uh, Weinstein brothers? Yeah. Uh, um, I guess not the one in prison, right? Or do you, do you follow him? Harvey? Oh, Harvey. No. You're not still following no. him? I don't think they're related you to don't him. Catch his pod? <laughs> you don't get You don't get Harvey's tweets? Nope. Nope. Uh, who are you talking about? You get the bathroom towel from Harvey. What does that mean? That sounds like a sexual thing. What is that? I thought, that, isn't that what he... I don't know much about Harvey Weinstein. I was hoping you could explain him to me. I, I, I don't know much. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. I will not try to trap you into saying things like that you follow Harvey Weinstein's podcast or that you think we should all forgive O.J. Simpson. <laughs> Did I say that last time? No, I tried to get you to say oh. it, but you didn't. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. I just think that it's fun, you know? You're you're the only person who I feel like I can do that with and get away with it most of the time. So I apologize. Oh, feel but free. Doesn't like, bother me at all. Last time, it was just like, it was late. We were both tired, I could tell. So I was just like, ah, we're going to have to make this a silly one or it's not it's not going to work out. Because I, I was feeling flat. I could tell you were feeling flat. And then, uh, you know, it was... It was a good, it was a good I, podcast. Yeah. I. It was fun. 
It was a good time. I, I, I don't regret it. I still think it was fun. I enjoyed editing it. I laughed very hard many, many times. So I think it was worth it. And I think other people will like it too. I just, uh, yeah, this I mean, one's going to, this just one some, was needed. Just some personal content on there. It was, that... Yeah, it was a little too open, <laughs> a little too silly at times. We got a little too goofy. So if you want to listen to it, subscribe on Patreon because I think it's pretty great. It, it was pretty funny. I almost want to just play you some of the stuff I edited right now, but um, uh, it's it's I'll just that's a distraction. I'll just get to the show. All right. Let's see. I I made a list. Did you make a list? Uh, just a mental list. I was pretty busy all day. Me too. And just didn't get the chance to. Plus, I'm I'm terrible at putting notes down. No worries, I man. I really don't know why. Okay, so I didn't get. All that many either, but I got a few. First of all, do you have any tattoos? No. Do you think you'll ever get any? That's kind of funny. Why? Uh, just because Hannah was asking. Who, whether, Hannah? Your, yeah, my wife. Your wife, Hannah. My newly, how do you say that, wedded wife. Newly wedded wife, I think it's that. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yes, I'm very happily married now, and that's... And that's happened since April 9th. Since the last time you were here for sure. But yeah, so April 9th, what is that, like a few months now? We had we hadn't even started dating the last time I was here. So his wife is a guest on the podcast. She's done two episodes. Episode nine and episode fifty-nine. I'll insert the sound here of me saying the episodes because I don't know what they are off the top of my head. And she was a great guest. She's a lot of fun. So check those ones out if you have not already heard them. Again, that was episode nine and episode fifty-nine. Both available for free at RambleByTheRiver.com. And you'll get a lot of information and backstories to some of the stuff you hear Colton talk about probably today too. Because their life is very interesting. They're basically local celebrities. So. <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you got married. Your wedding was really fun. I was I was there. I was in the wedding with you. We uh, had, had a blast. It was fun. I, thank you for being there. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone else. There's There's actually a lot of people... That I owe a debt of gratitude to. You want to do some shout outs? Uh, yeah, shout out to uh, Ray and Allie Colston. They are awesome. They catered the wedding and they did a fantastic job and cooked some pretty awesome tacos. Uh, and then the uh, food was really good. Yeah, and, and shout out to uh, Liz Hilton because she helped out tremendously and she did it out of the kindness of her heart without even asking her to help. And uh, this is in the other version of this podcast, but we should come up with a name for when we reference that we can, the lost episode, the lost, episode. the lost episode. So this is already in the lost episode, but in, for those who didn't hear it, then you have a wardrobe malfunction at the wedding. Oh yeah. 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 That was, uh, stressful. What was it? What happened? Your <laughs> pants busted open. Yeah. Um, your genitals fell out. I got my suit on. I hadn't Everybody put it on laughed. since I tried it on. Like you two started crying. Prior. I know, man. That was so hard to deal with. No, what really uh, happened? Well, I got it on, and I realized that I had forgotten my belt, and I wanted to wear a belt, so we had to rush back to my house. And I had like twenty minutes to get to the venue for pictures, and my house is like ten minutes away, so it was gonna eat up all the time I had to get my belt. And I showed up at my house. I ran inside, I grabbed my belt, 
I ran back out and Alex Mack was giving me a ride. Um, so he was driving me back to the venue and I was pretty much ready to go. And I looked down and I saw some threads coming out of my crotch and a little hole forming about the size of a dime right in my crotch. So I panicked and I was freaking out. And Jeff, thankfully, not me, Jeff Hilton, his mom, Liz, is a master seamstress. At least, I think, I, she I think she is technically a master. She's. Have you seen her quilts? Ah, she does amazing, fantastic work. quilts. Yeah. I have a few really, really talented quilters in my life. Actually, shout out Janet Darcher. Also, two really amazingly talented quilters. Nice. Both of you, ladies. Yeah. Well, she she saved me. Jeff called her, and she was at my wedding, getting it ready and helping with the cooking and stuff. And uh, she ran to her house, and I met her there, and I ended up being like 15 minutes late. I had to sit up in in her room in my boxers while she while she fixed my pants, uh, and uh, I combed my hair, put my pants back on, and I left. It all worked out in the end. It worked out. It, it was a fun out. wedding. Really it was fun. fun. Wedding. I always also appreciate it when people have weddings within walking distance of my home, so I can just don't have to worry about the ride i can drink if i want and just and or, or also i don't have to wait for my wife because she likes to sometimes be the very last person out of a building oh when there's been people in one and uh she'll like make sure everyone gets out first and just everyone last one she likes to chat she does like to chat i think um it's odd and <laughs> rude to me but i'll let it slide because she's also attractive and I like to uh, I like to do things to her body, and anyway, I got distracted. What was I talking about? Yeah, you you were just talking about the wedding, being close to your. Oh house. yeah, yeah, because I can just walk home whenever I want. I don't have to worry about rides. Yeah, keep bumping. Yep, I know that that is important for you. The bumping thing. No, just making sure you have both an escape plan. Both are important to me. <laughs> I do need my escape plans. Yes, you know me well. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, I didn't feel like being that exposed this early in the podcast. Um, so, <laughs> moving on. Um, I heard you called the cops on your dog. Oh, yeah. Can you tell us about that? I did not call the cops on my dog. Well, who did? Um, she makes one mistake, and you turn her and you snitch and mother... Well, her and our other dog, Buffy... We're fighting over a rawhide, and it was bedtime, and I was trying to get to bed, and they were fighting out in the yard. Please forgive these technical difficulties. Jeff is still getting used to the new studio arrangement, and his proprioception was not great to begin with. He just performed a spinning back fist on his MacBook Pro, and now he is scrambling to fix the mess he has made. But hey, at least you don't have to hear the rest of this story. Well, back to the show. Check, check, check. Oh, it sounds great. We're good. Yeah. Oh, I have a drink somewhere. What did I do with that? Right here. I had another one. I like to have a few. Topo Chico. You ever have a Topo Chico? No. It's like a Mexican mineral water with a spritz of grapefruit. Ooh. You know what they say about the water in Mexico? What? I, I actually don't know, I, but say? I hear people talk about it. So I, it must be good. So I got a bottle of it. We'll see. They got good resources in Mexico. I don't know much about it. I've been there once. It was cool. I really enjoyed it. 
It tripped me out hmm? when I went to Mexico. What tripped you out? I'd just never been out of the country. It is it is weird. Super weird. They treat you kind of nice there down down there in Mexico. Yeah. They were real nice to me. Guy walked right up to me on the beach and said, Hey, man, how you like your cocaine? And I said, let me see it. <laughs> and get this trash out of my face. In front of my wife, you would try to sell me this garbage? Get out of my face. And I threw his cocaine in the sand. No, you didn't. Kicked sand in his face and he ran off. What if he killed you? Killed me, Colton? Well, obviously he didn't, but what if he tried? He was a low man on the totem pole. It was very obvious. He didn't want to be doing what he was doing. Most certainly the cartel killed him for that. They probably yeah. thought he took it. You never get, you know. Yeah, that never... was exactly my intention. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, that didn't happen. Well, part of it did. Right. I'll, I'll let you decide which part. It seems risky. Take the cocaine, throw it in the sand. I didn't do that part. That was the fake part. Oh. What I did really was like, no, thank you. And then I went on with my life. Oh, yeah. Seems reasonable. But the the fact that they were trying to sell cocaine on the beach, I thought was very convenient for, I mean, for Coke people. Yeah. Like that. As tourists are. Anytime I've ever been in a, a need for drugs on the beach, they were never available. No. <laughs> How about you? You ever get drugs delivered to you on the beach? Nope. Nope. Made to order drugs, right? There when you need them. Made to order, huh? Yeah, it looked like it. Yeah. Probably had to crush it up a little bit to your liking. Yeah, I don't, Mexico kind of sketches me out. Did you go to an all-inclusive? An all-inclusive? Yeah. That's fancy people talk. Right. What do you mean? Well, an all-inclusive, Colton, is uh, where you pay a fee up front. And in return, you get all kinds of glorious benefits. We're talking merch drops. They give you these little purple bracelets with a little jingly dangle thing on it that you just wave that bracelet anywhere you go. They treat you like a king. Really? They're pouring you drinks. They're giving you panna cottas, you know, Ooh. chilequiles. I love Whatever you want, buddy. Whatever you want. Okay. That's all inclusive. Okay. Okay. It's the way to do it. No, I, w- I was walking down the streets of Ensenada. Oh. And uh, just, you know, they're selling knickknacks everywhere. There's stands all over the place. And uh, people trying to sell you drugs on every corner. It's just another commodity. Yeah. Just it another is. thing they're slinging. They're also selling keychains, but we're not talking about that. No. No. They sell, They sold, you know, little statues Empanadas. of naked women. Little naked women statues? Little naked women statues. <laughs> Uh, Colton was calling so many women bitches in the other in the lost episode of the podcast. No, I, I that's did. That's probably why we had to shelve it. Did it was I? too provocative. Oh. I just couldn't handle it. I couldn't allow him to do that. Not on my platform. I don't. I try not to give a voice to people like that. Human, human, just piles of. I'm sorry, Colton. That's good. I'm just kidding. That's all right. I'm just trying to get it. You guys to go check it out on the Patreon. It's pretty good. It is actually pretty good. Lots of bitches. You know what I do like about the Patreon is that nobody who wants to listen to the podcast to fucking nail you, nobody's going to pay $3 to go nail you. No. So it's only people who are like, I don't know, this guy sometimes says funny shit. Maybe they said some funny shit. Maybe it'll entertain me for two hours while I work. Those are the people who pay. That's good. So you can say if you're just, it's like, it takes, it makes, I mean, it's comedy. I, I'm, I'm like hesitant to even use that term because it's so reverent to me but that's what we're uh, we, I try to make it funny especially because you are so so fucking boring 
<laughs> and you would not talk. Uh, yeah. um, so I, I spent the first 45 minutes try, just trying to make you laugh as any way possible, and which I did a bunch. Uh, like I thought that was very fun. It was actually, that was one of the most fun podcasts I've done because I said some outlandish shit. Yeah, you did. But it was too bad. I couldn't, I, I pushed it too hard because I like stuff that would make you laugh because you know me might really offend other people and my, in a way that I don't really want to do. So that's why we have to redo it. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. If you want to learn about creepy pedophile, pedophile ring. I actually <laughs> even cut that out before <laughs> before I uh, decided to cut the whole thing because nah, I don't even want to talk about it. Was it was a little uncomfortable. Dude, also, the next weird. day, two of my credit cards wouldn't work, declined, and my uh, the internet plan on my tablet stopped working. Huh. Yeah. I've been real busy. I haven't checked it out, but... It's a conspiracy. They're after me. They are. They are. Uh, anyway, let's get to these Very questions. Powerful people. So we had a few questions in the uh, the lost episode that we're not going to cover because they were really meant for Calvin's interview, right? Um, which we we explained. Um, so we tried to repurpose those, and I think we did a good job. I think it worked. Yeah. I think it worked. But you were going to say you were going to tell us about any tattoos you've been considering. Oh yeah, no, I I don't really consider getting a tattoo but never Hannah and I were talking about getting tattoos and uh I might have been a little inebriated and uh I just told her you know aside from I love Hannah Chalker somewhere on my body I'd get a bitcoin tattoo and Mm. she laughed (laughs) that is funny might make you rich one day so the tattoo. Who's laughing now? Or the Bitcoin. The Bitcoin, which is symbolized by the t- tattoo, which is like, your commitment to it. You're a hardliner. Right. Yeah. Right. So how how are you liking the fact that Bitcoin's doing a little bounce right now? It's finally seeming like it's creeping. Oh, it's neither here nor there. I don't really pay much attention to it right now. It's a long the game. The price wise. It's a long game. Yeah. Yeah. I've been dollar cost averaging, just buying a little bit a week. Me too. For a very long time. Me too. It's worked out very well. Yeah, it has for me too. I wasn't doing it. Actually, no, I, I was even doing it when it was at its peak, but I was only buying 50 bucks a week. Um, once it crashed, I started a little bit more, but not much more. It's a separate savings account. You that's know? basically how I consider it. Uh, anyway, I'm tired of talking about Bitcoin. I'm so glad. I, I almost started a Bitcoin podcast or a crypto podcast. Oh, it, really? I, I just didn't because it was... I don't know. I didn't want to talk about the same thing You're all the time. You're tired of it. I just get tired of everything. Yeah. There's never been a thing I didn't get tired of. Yeah. Uh, so I, that's well, why I have to have the podcast like this. Yeah. It has to be this way. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Okay. I appreciate that, man. Have you noticed American flags are back in style? They're, I know The last couple of days I've noticed, especially today because it was really windy, they're just all over the place. It's, it feels like September 12th, 2001. Well, we just ended... Independence Day. Yeah, but it's, it seems like more than normal. I don't know. It seemed like a very proud Independence Day this year. You go out to the beach, and chaos everywhere. People were just blowing shit up left and right, and all you saw were American flags and fuck Biden flags all over the bus. What did you mean when you said, America's back, bitch? 
Did I say that? <laughs> what did you mean by Wait, that? Wait, when did I say that? <laughs> so Hannah said in episode, I'll put that in later. Episode 59, How to Decide Which of Your Kids is the Best, with Hannah Bolden. Yes. That you were going to pursue trying to reproduce, human style. She mentioned that she underwent a ligation procedure, also known as having your tubes tied. We covered this in the last episode, but it was very clumsy. So I've given you a chance to refresh yourself on the topic. Can you try again? What's going on with her uh, reversal? And you were really trying to dodge the question last time of whether or not you masturbated into a cup in a doctor's office. So um, please cover that as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, we... We had a reversal procedure done. Hannah had it done, and uh, it was very successful. It was uh, turned out great, and we just had a dye test done, and the lady who did the dye test um, said it was one of the best reversals that she had seen in a long time. Sweet. And so there's there's a lot of uh, positive upside. But before we went through this, we were going to start in vitro, which is uh, insemination I'm not exactly sure how it works, but yeah, so, but then we found out that Hannah was a very good candidate for a reversal based on her health and her fertility. And so I had to take a fertility test. So the options were the reversal or? In vitro. In vitro. Okay. Yeah. That's what I missed last time. I wasn't sure what you meant, but I gotcha. Yep. Those were the two options. We decided on in vitro first because we figured it would be the most likely to be a success even though it's more expensive and once we got into it we realized you know all the shots that hannah would have to take it just it seemed like a very uncomfortable route to take and the doctor thought we were a good candidate for a reversal and hannah based on hannah's health and then so they flipped it and yep they gave her the old flip and snip Give her the old flip, snip, snip flip and flip and so <laughs> reversal. How long did it take her to heal from that? Probably not long, huh? Just a couple weeks. A couple weeks. Yeah, she she was feeling pretty much 100% after a week, although the doctor said that she couldn't run or do any heavy activity for three weeks. That's not bad for getting a surgery. Yeah, she didn't really follow that. Was she running? Oh, yeah. She started running after about a week, after about 10 days. But it turned out really great anyway. She healed up very good. Well, that's good. And I had to, yeah. So, yes, I did have to go jerk jerk off in a cup. So did they have pornography magazines on a rack in there? I didn't. I didn't didn't even want to look. Well, I know you didn't want to look, but you didn't see that disgusting rack sitting over there? They had a drawer. It was a drawer? It was all in a drawer. Was it a locking drawer? Nope. Nope. Really? If you're ever in a doctor's office, you just start checking drawers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was a private room. Okay. They Lo- had locking door. Yeah. Camera. Locking door. <laughs> <Fuck Dead out>. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God, he put his finger in his butt. We're testing. <laughs> We're observing how men jack off. <laughs> yeah, that's a real thing. You ever heard of Project Midnight Climax? No. <laughs> Do you want to? No, yeah. yeah. Project Shoot Midnight me. Climax was a CIA operation where they dosed... John's, like, do you know what a John is? Not a toilet. Another name, another thing that is a John. 
It's a uh, a client of a prostitute. Oh. So a sex worker's client, they're called Johns. So they would dose these Johns and then they'd send them into these hotel rooms with one-way mirrors. And the CIA agent would sit behind this one-way mirror and film these Johns on acid doing crazy things with hookers. <laughs> just to study them. Just to study them and see what they did. And can you imagine the shit they got? Yeah, no shit. That'd be cool. I would love to see those documents. Me too. <laughs> but not, not really, actually. That sounds actually really gross. <laughs> I bet it would be horrifying. I bet it would not be sexy or funny at all. I bet it'd be like, holy shit, humans are, are like, a weird creature. Fuck? What the fuck are we? Look at this guy. This poor, sad John. John. Did he, was he aware of all this? Or is that no? Or were unaware, the Johns unaware? Aware? This is part of MK Ultra, so like not maybe not part of it, but closely tied to MK Ultra. All uh-huh. that that stuff they did with acid and mind control in the sixties and seventies and eighties and nineties, oh, hmm. and most likely two thousands. Yeah, yeah, most likely. They did finally close that clinic where they were giving out the acid on the Haight Ashbury district. Oh, in like two thousand fourteen. 2014. <laughs> it, it was way more recently, coming. maybe even more recently than that. But it closed when that book Chaos by Tom O'Neill. Tom O'Neill. Yeah, Chaos. Chaos. Murder. I, I, what's the subtitle? It's got a great title, but it's about the CIA projects in that time period to learn how to do mind control and how it involved Charles Manson, CIA, and some just crazy series of events it's a great fucking book have you not heard of that book god that's creepy you love it it's a good one really yeah it's really it took the guy 20 years to write it it started as a an article for some magazine that and the magazine actually went under and the guy just kept doing it, it took him so long to, it was supposed to take him a year at the max and it just he just kept finding more shit and more shit and getting deeper and deeper and figuring out like oh my god uncovering layer after layer of these conspiracies it's a great book and it's it's academic. It's very well researched. The guy is not crazy. He wanted no part of it in the beginning because he thought it like he associated that stuff with like woo woo bullshit. Right. It's a it's a good book. I have a lot of respect for conspiracy theorists. I don't I don't like when people just go balls deep in anything that's counterculture. Like if it if it flies in the face of common established narrative, they're on board. I can't get behind that. That's just as bad as people who just blindly believe the established narrative. Yeah, I agree. It's actually worse because it's worse for society. You think so? Yeah, I think there's at least a benefit with social order. Like, say what you will about totalitarian governments, but they function. Like, people may be miserable and there's human rights violations and horrible shit, but as far on on the grand scale, some of those metrics, like, shit functions. Yeah, people need order. Not all the time, but, you know... They're, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a fan of totalitarian governments. I don't know why I'm trying to make that argument. I'm trying to defend I'm China. more of an anarchist than I am a totalitarian, but... You are. I would say, yeah. I would say, yeah. Okay. Fundamentally, but I'm not either of those things. Right. But I'm just saying I'm closer to that than the other. You're a heterodox. I'm actually very moderate. I'm right. Just, I'm very... Um, Same. In the middle on everything. I want there to be a middle. So that people can reside there. There yeah. should be three. There should be three things. There should be this, these crazy fucks, these crazy fucks, and then all of us in the middle. Right. There needs to be three things. 
it's almost like social media has given the crazy fucks a more of a voice because they're louder. Oh, sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna check the film. Do you mind? Yeah, no, don't mind. Check it out. Tell me how I look. Wow, you, exactly. Can you see my thighs? It looks great. No, your thighs are not visible. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it looks really good. Nice. Is that the 13 Pro? Trying to set up more lights or something. Oh. The setup process is my favorite part of podcasting. Yeah, trying to dial it down how yeah. you want it. I love thinking like, all right, I'm going to really get it looking the way I want it to look. So I'm going to change it this time. I'm going to do that. I want to create the perfect atmosphere. Like, it's all important to me. Let me just get a little more space, huh? Up here? Yeah, I do. Yeah. This wouldn't be hard to extend either. Right. It would be pretty easy, actually. Get space up here for like a a foursome podcast? Yeah. I mean, we, we could probably do it. You just Even need more mics? You could record down there, too. Yeah. I have enough mics. Oh, nice. I, I definitely, I have enough to do like a ton of people. You could do a podcast with a bunch of people if everyone just plugged a mic into their phone, recorded their own track, and then you just layer all those tracks together. Oh, okay. It's really easy. Like, if if everybody had a mic on their phone, like I have three of these mics that are just like a lapel mic you clip it on your shirt and it's just like really easy uh and if you hold it out in front of your mouth it's actually even better could you use just headphones like yeah could you use airpod pros absolutely know? a lot of people do oh nice. not not a lot of people for podcasts but um that's like the main thing people do for tiktok oh is they use like a headphone mic or a streaming mic i don't know I don't pay much attention to TikTok. Sounds like you do. Do I? Well, have you made that statement? It sounds like you're running away from some feelings. <laughs> no. <laughs> America is back, bitch. Did I say that on the 4th of July? Well, let's just assume I did. Uh, <laughs> do you think we are, though? I You didn't really say it. I made it up. I just thought it was funny. Uh, I don't think it's gone anywhere. Do you think that America's here? Well, I mean, with all these new American flags around, you know, maybe we got something going. I have felt a very negative vibe from Americans towards America the last, I don't know, probably since 2016. Yeah. At, at least. Once Obama was gone. Yeah. God, I miss Obama. He was cool. He was cool. He was cool. At least he could talk. What a great politician. Just exactly. He could talk. He was an orator. He was a statesman. He was great at make, making people think he was a good dude. He probably wasn't. Yeah, he, he probably did horrible things. Well, most certainly. Most certainly, Colton. On behalf of you. Yeah. To protect your freedom. For, to protect my freedom. Isn't and it's that? a good thing he did. Yeah. And Bush. Thank you, Bush. Bush the painter? <laughs> no, George W. Bush. Yeah, George W. Bush the painter. Oh, yeah. He paints all those uh, wounded veterans that he sent to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most ironic That's thing it. ever. It's Can you imagine sitting for him and just staring at him while he painted your fucking stumpy ass? No, it'd be creepy. I'd be so mad. Like, right. you're the reason I have no arm. Right. And he'd be like, ah, oh, it was mostly dick. It was mostly dick. And it probably was. 
Remember that was like common knowledge that Dick Cheney was running the show. It was Bush wasn't really even in charge. In fact, Will Ferrell dressed as Bush had more authority. That was kind of the. I think I I do remember At that. Least we were pretty people. young for. We were young. Yeah, I had my finger on the pulse. Yeah, I was planning this podcast. How do you think it got so good? Uh, you know exactly. I exactly. Did a good job. You're a pretty wise kid. Thank and, you. And in tuned with. I appreciate the that. World. <laughs> I'm looking at the la- the list from uh, I just remember the last time. He would say, "The terrorists hate our freedom." He said he a lot like, of funny shit. That shit. A lot of very funny shit. Do you remember the things? Oh, Disneyland was one of them. We covered Disneyland pretty thoroughly, though. Yeah, we talked about it in the last podcast. Well, in the Lost podcast. The Lost podcast. Yes. We talked about Disneyland in the Lost podcast. I got to go to Disneyland with uh, my new family. It was fun. Did anything horrible happen or anything amazing? No. No. Horrible? I mean, or amazing. Uh, I don't know. Either one. I'm good. I'm good with either one, really. I thought it was pretty amazing that just all that the kids were willing to ride all the freaking rides. Oh yeah, I forgot. you know that's you not were a common. Eight of the rides. When when I was their age, I wouldn't ride like Space Mountain. Why not? I don't know. It just freaked me out. Too afraid, huh? I was eight. I was too afraid. Didn't want to go to space or climb any mountains at eight. I did. Eight year olds can't climb out. Space now. Do you really? Not really. You don't actually. think space is fake? I didn't like... you say that space is fake? No. no. You didn't. No. You're not a flat earther. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Nope, you ever not. think about it though? Where's your proof? That's a good point. For this round Earth, I, it just feels round to me. There's, there's enough proof. You know what? You know why it feels round to me? Um, the way gravity works makes sense to me. With it, the, like the spinning planet, how it would separate out by density. Right. I like that idea. How the moon would just like get hit and just like splash off and make its own thing, but then it turns round because it's spinning and it's pulling it to the tight to the center. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Swirling shit turn, you know, it's eventually going to hit the center and get round. Because that's how it is. I don't understand how a flat disc would form. Unless there is some kind of aliens who put us under a dome or some shit like that. I don't know. There's never a way to know that, though. There's no way of knowing that. Damn aliens. Who knows? I just think it's round. What do you think is the uh, cause of all the new sightings? Um, I honestly think it's because there's large, powerful organizations who have a vested interest in making people believe and do certain things. Right. I think so. I think it might be a drone. I don't know if it's real or not. But I think the the act like the actual thing that matters is that we are being shown all this stuff all of a sudden. Right. It may have existed forever. It may not really exist now. Who knows? But the fact that they are showing us all this means they're doing that in a calculated way. That's that shit doesn't just happen randomly because oh this happened to be what happened in the world today. So that's what we're going to show you. No, 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 no. Many, many, many things happen every day. They show you a specific set of things, like for a specific reason. Right. So, I don't know what that reason is. I think it's to cause confusion. Like when a mass shooting occurs, then they report every shooting that ever occurs in America. Is that true? I don't it know. It like, just seems like it. 
dude, I think there's a lot of shootings that occur with non-white people that do not get reported at all. I think shooting, yeah, shootings are occurring all the time. People all the time. Doing, it's terrible. Okay, but that's a good point. So there's shootings all the time, but the ones that get made into a major event, do you believe in false flags? Yes. Like, I know Alex Jones is was awful for saying that, I think it was a Parkland shooter, um, the Parkland victims were lying, right? That's what he got in trouble for? Yeah, he did. That's not what I'm trying to do. But what I'm saying is that there's a ton of power in gathering people around a social cause and people who are in power or in positions of authority and need to unite people, they might use those tools and try to do some kind of a evil calculation, cost-benefit analysis, like, well, if we take out this many, we save this many. And it's a kind of, it becomes a trolley problem. And philosophically, that is something that my brain says, like, yes, that could definitely happen. Yeah, it's an eerie feeling. I, I get the feeling that it could happen. I don't want to believe that it does, though. The timing of events with wars, uh, the events leading up to wars, the reasons we got into wars, Gulf of Tonkin, Pearl Harbor, things like that. Right. It's very sketchy. A little too convenient, really. Right. When, like, these things happened. September 11th attacks. Like, all this stuff happened right before we went to war. How about the pandemic? Oh, God, we're not in war yet. <laughs> oh, please, no, God, Sorta. don't. I don't want to go to war. I mean, we're at this day and age, war is different. I don't even know how a war would be fought. It seems much more psychological. Yeah. Maybe we are. Maybe it's a new kind of Cold War, like a digital Cold War. Right. Well, that is what's going on. Like the Russian mis misinformation campaign of 2016 and beyond where all those trolls and the troll farms that just like stole the election. Right. Or really, really influenced the election. Definitely. Stole the election is a, is a loaded term because it's, nobody stole the election. The election happened. It's just the rules that were played are not exactly the rules I think that everybody thinks they are. It's a lot more shady shit going on on every side than people realize. There's influence everywhere, and all of it matters. It's not like they can just pick and choose which influence is important. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Everyone, like how Trump and his supporters claimed that the election was fraudulent. I, I don't think that's a legitimate claim. I, I or it, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Right. Because at this point, you already lost. Like, you, I'm sure that they were trying to... I, what do you think are the chances that Trump and his people didn't have bots? And people doing fake accounts and making it look like they had way more supporters. Like, why wouldn't you do that? I, yeah, I don't think the chances are. I, but I think that I think I think that occurred probably on both sides. Every that's what I'm saying. Every side. I mean, these are been... the tools that are at their disposal at this time in our history. Right. So they're all going to be using them. That's a, it's just like Lance Armstrong and, and his banned substances. I use that example all the time because it's a really good one. I really think that he got shafted. Because he did something that everybody was doing. He just happened to be the best for a really long time because he's the best at doing this fucking shady thing. But he, he he lost all of his glory when really, like, I don't think he should have. No, I don't think so either. I think he was still impressive. He was still, like, the best among a bunch of super athletes who were all juicing. Right. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. yeah. They, they were. But I, I just been well that. established that you couldn't compete. 
you weren't going to be in the top 100 if you weren't using something. Right. There's just no way. Unless you were just like genetically nope. gifted. Like Lance Armstrong. Or Eddie Nick. Eddie Nick would have got his ass whooped in yeah. the Tour de France. That's true. He he, he's not He's not Lance Armstrong. The guy worked his whole life to be like that. And then he took those banned substances on top of it to get to the pinnacle. It's just the icing on the cake. It's just right. like it does not take away all that hard work you put in. It doesn't take away the fact that he still won all those races and it was not easy. It just means, I mean, he did cheat. It, he did cheat. I'm not trying to take that away, but I'm just saying like I feel like he got um, punishment didn't fit the crime. I, I agree. I, I agree. They did, people didn't understand it in context of his situation, like from his perspective. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, wasn't he trying to avoid injury? Like, or maybe he had previous injuries that he was, he was trying to win trophies and kick ass. You know? Yeah, he was trying to be the best. So he did. He used all the tools at his disposal, and I heard he was a real dick about it too. I thought, yeah, I think I saw a document. Wasn't in there a documentary? You know what? Never it? mind. Fuck you, Lance. Yeah, fuck I, off. I forgot Lance. you were a jerk to Go your friends. Fucking ride your bike. Get get a real job. Um, no, but it does make a big difference to me when people aren't nice. That's like a deal breaker. It's like, oh, we can't be friends. Yeah. Like if you're I, not nice. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to get on or, you know, help you out. But you're being a fucking dick. Or so. yeah, just like I, I don't like to deal with people who are mean, or rude, or or just like entitled. Oh, that's the worst one. What's your least favorite trait in a human being? Self pity. Self pity, huh? That's a tough one. That's a tough one because, boy, why why self pity? I just I feel like it's kind of an ugly emotion. It is. You know, it's. People will go through all kinds of shit, and they go through all kinds of hell. Like, everyone has problems that they face, and they're different than everyone else's. Uh, but to feel sorry for yourself as a result of them, that just doesn't make sense. Doesn't help. Yeah. Do you think self-pity exists in isolation, like when you're alone? Can, can a person have self-pity when they're by themselves or if they do, is it still as loathsome? Yes. So it's not about the attention from other people. Not always, no. It's about yourself. It's within. Yeah, I, I think so. Because, I mean, I feel it. You know. Do you think that's why you dislike it in others? Is you, It's something you, you don't want to see in yourself? Yeah. I mean, I dislike it in myself, too. I think it's a natural emotion that everyone has. I keep hearing that. I've heard it like five times in the last week that... When you hate something in other people, it's because it's something you you hate in yourself that you don't want to see. And so I've been trying to pay attention to that. I couldn't agree more. I know what you mean. And I so the things that I hate are people who are unaware that they're wasting other people's time. That's something that just fucking kills me. Like when two people, like the checker and let's say an elderly client at a small town grocery store. The guy comes through, cart fully loaded with small items, small items. This place doesn't even have a conveyor belt. It's just like a little like 12 by 12. It's like a mini mart. Just a little desk. Little desk. And so we're talking 20 minute unload here. And, you know, you you have waited. You've been calm and you smiled every time they glance at you in that kind of like checking in way. Like, is this guy a dick? Is he cool? 
um, and you smile and you're like, oh, you give the old like, don't worry about it thing. It's like, I'm only on my lunch break. And then uh, after he's rung up, he's holding the fucking receipt and he stands there and starts talking about his daughter. They have a conversation. I want to, I want to explode. Like I want, I want to just knock down. I, I would love nothing more than to just start swinging my arms and knocking down shelves. <laughs> <laughs> and screeching at the top of my lungs. Just your rage comes just, out just of you. Just rage, yeah. Just a toddler fit, full-grown man in the middle of the store. And I think that's because I, deep down, am worried that sometimes I talk so fucking much and people are like, this guy doesn't know when to shut the fuck up. He just won't stop talking. Nobody has cared for such a long time and he's still going. I worry about that and I don't really think about it. It's just like, especially with the podcast, I'm like, I have to talk. This is, this is part of the gig. Yeah. And But I still feel that. I'm like, oh, God, people are probably so sick of listening to me talk. I get sick of me because I'm editing all the time. I'm like, <laughs> I, I listen to myself talk more than anyone else. Ah, oh, that'd be hard. It is hard. Yeah. It's kind of fun, though, sometimes. Uh, get used but to it. Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten used to it, but it is still kind of... It's weird. I notice my moods a lot more profoundly when i'm editing so like if i'm in a good mood i think the podcast is so good right <laughs> and if i'm in a bad mood i'm like this is i will i can't release this, this is trash i should just throw this away and probably kill myself too <laughs> I've, I've heard you say that about some podcasts that you've released that you didn't really like uh and i'm not gonna say what but uh i thought they were pretty good yeah to each his own i can't i can't hold your bad taste against you yeah. Well, you know, I'm just kidding. I appreciate you saying that because um, it it really is that though. Sometimes I've thought they were not that great, and uh, and people responded really well to those ones. It's why would I know what people like? I don't like what people like, right? <laughs> so why would I assume to know what people like? I I should just make what I want to make and not worry about it. I agree. Just enjoy it. So far, I have. I, I wasn't for a little while, and it was I was just overthinking everything. Right. But it's it's better now. I'm enjoying it again, just because I had gotten so overwhelmed with the, the communicating with communicating with people, like just constantly having to manage the stress of multiple conversations open at the same time. Too many open tabs in my head. Couldn't manage it. Um, I just eventually was just like, I need to take a break, and I just stopped doing it because I have to do everything. If I have to do everything. Like I'm editing, I'm booking guests, I'm scheduling, I'm I'm doing everything. Then uh, if I take a break, the whole everything shuts down. Right, it's done. It's just on. It's a lot pause. of work. Yeah, and you got your own job. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, if I ever come across interesting people that I think would be great on your show, I'll nudge your way. Just tell you about yeah, them. Yeah, I appreciate that. I like I like interesting people. Me too. The main thing is I have to actually be interested. I can't pretend. Right. Like I have to, the very least, think there's something about this person I find interesting. Like I have to really care. Yeah. I'm, <clears throat> I mean, I'm not interesting, but you're kind of I'm forced interested to in be you. interested in you. I'm interested in you. I find you very interesting. <laughs> uh, but also there's a whole other part to having my friends on the podcast is that I can experiment with communication say shit that that i could not say to i don't know that science lady right or you know anyone who totally get that i don't know you know yeah 
there are things I've said to you that if I would have said to anybody else, <laughs> podcast would be over. Like they would leave. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, there's no way. And um, come off very, very or, offensive. Or really, even if somebody else that you didn't know had said it to you, you'd be like, what the fuck? Right. I thought, I, uh, is this guy mad at me? Uh, but just because we've been friends forever and um, this is what we do when we just like hang out and bullshit is we flip each other shit. We, we have fun. Yeah, we just joke about we shit. We joke around. That's a good time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, so that's what the podcast is when my friends are there and it, it's more fun. It goes by a lot faster too. Yeah, we used to do that and get stoned. Every day. Yeah. And just day. talk and laugh. Except that, for there would be days where I just would not talk. There was lots of those. I mean, me too. I, I'm more of an observer than a talker. Anyway. Yeah, me too. Would you consider yourself to be more, uh, like, in general, more extroverted or more introverted? I think introverted. Yeah. Yeah. But I... I, I, I You're pretty extroverted I when you want to be. I think there's an ambivert or whatever that term is. I believe that too. Well, I think everybody probably has a little mix of both. Yeah. And some people are more prone to one or the other. I mean, we're, we're many, many people all in, in one. Like, I can be extroverted. Like right. I started a podcast. I might, I must want something of my interaction with the world, like to be public. But um, I, I feel so strongly towards in the introverted side. It's like not even close. Yeah, me too. Like I don't like posting stuff on social media or even commenting. I don't either. I just, that gives me a. I find it very difficult. And then if I do comment, I get blocked. Well, that sounds like you made a very, like, who blocked you? Oh, Alicia. Oh, Alicia? Yeah. Uh, um, yes. Okay. Yeah. She's I like such, Alicia. She's very sweet. She's, she's a sweet woman. Person. Yeah, I think she's good. She's good-hearted. But I'm very... Well, she's very opinionated. And, yeah, and me too. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was very respectful. I. She's very nice, and... I've always liked Alicia. I felt bad about it, really. Well, but. it's okay to disagree with people, Colton. I, I don't think you did anything mean. I don't. I have a hard time believing that you were mean. I didn't read the comment, but did you get blocked by the social media site or by her? No, by her. Okay, well then it was probably fine. <laughs> she just—if you got blocked for hate speech, I'd be like yeah. a little concerned. She's like, I don't like what he thinks or what he says. Oh, she just disagreed with you. Uh, yeah, I think she probably thought I was being rude. Well, I mean, you're. Social media can be whatever you want it to be. She's curating a page. She's yeah, trying to make a point. That's I get fair. it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Then you're messing up the flow. Uh-huh. I agree. I get that. I, 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 just, I'm, I find myself always just trying to challenge people and their ideas. Me too. And people don't like that. All I want to do is make people think more. Yeah, me too. I don't want to put any ideas, not a single one, in people's head about specific things, like specific people who are bad or good or ideas that are bad or good. No value statements coming from me. If you get one, you misinterpreted it. Because I really think that the things that I believe in the most strongly are are not binary. They're things like my fundamental principles are like always challenge everything, never fully commit to an idea. Like don't be an idea. Don't be your thoughts. Don't be your feelings. Just let them flow through you. And like you can identify with them at the time, but don't let that own you. Right. Don't let it control you. I, I agree. That's a very broad, a good, it's a broad philosophy. I mean, it's a good philosophy, though. And you can apply it to whatever you want. 
Right. Like you don't have to get locked into the Democratic view that's, or that's the, the Republican view. It's just like it's a broader than that. It, it can encompass both of those. Right. What a shame. I think we all need to broaden a little bit. I think so. People are too certain anymore. Yeah. In their ideas and their views. Except for the smartest people. They're the least certain of all. That should tell everybody something. Yeah. It's like a quote that, you know. I don't know which quote. Uh, the painful thing about our time is that the people who are known nothing are full of like are are loud and obnoxious and certain and something about people that uh you know that I have heard the quote is it like a um the guy who wrote sapiens I think so no evil harari no evil harari no no this was a or this older one no yeah older I think it's like Oh, shit, I forgot. But yeah, the people who are the loudest know the least. And the people who know the most have an awareness that there's so much that's unknowable. Right. And they're quiet. And for that reason. They're doubt, you know, they're full. Riddled with doubt. Full of doubt. Even self-doubt. Yeah. Which is so unfortunate that self-doubt goes up when knowledge goes up. Like, it's because you start to feel so small. Right. You start to realize how much you don't know. And the people who just reinforce their confirmation bias all the time. But it's liberating to... It's very liberating. Know that you don't know. Yeah. It can be both. It can be both at the same time. Where right. you feel liberated and at the same time kind of terrified. I kind of feel like that all the time. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like Just to know that like this is also just temporary and quick and we're lucky to be here. But at the same time, like my foot hurts and I don't want to sit in traffic. I can know a finite small, very ego-driven personal existence at the same time as like my deep self where I know that I'm actually something much greater that is just temporarily inhabiting this form. I can hold those both in my in my head at the same time. And I do, I think, most of the time. I think I do too. Yeah. It's a it's a nice way to have it's a nice contrast. Yeah. To see yourself in a, a more comical light. You're just temporary. Right. But the, the deeper self, the big, big S self is timeless. I That's what I think. I don't know. A lot of people believe that, but I like different, different religions and things. I don't know though. It's pretty easy to also just think that like when we die, our consciousness turns off and it's done. Like, do you believe that consciousness is emergent from biology like that our, our our ability to perceive experience comes from the just the coalescence of all of our different bioelectrical impulses. Um yes, I do. I do believe that. But I don't There's know. There's a lot of evidence for it. I don't know for sure, but I do believe that. I and I don't think that that's uh a knock on consciousness. Our consciousness not at all it actually it's just it's just as as amazing as if consciousness is permanent and all-encompassing and you know uniform across time and all that that's like saying like do you believe in free will i mean yeah exa- i know what you mean it's a you have to define it yeah yeah do you believe in free will you have to define it i i don't know what that means exactly because i you first you have to define the self 
an agency within that context is is still pretty hard to tease apart because what is a self in isolation? It doesn't exist. No, it doesn't. It's an emergent property of nature. Emergence, consciousness as an emergent property of nature, I completely 100% buy it. It's something that would work. It's just not very exciting. It's not very romantic. And I think I really like the romance of, of a more permanent force of the soul being something that, that is outside of time. And, and, and that's, that could absolutely be driven 100% by ego, just wanting to exist beyond the parameters of what's been established for me biologically. Just that you know, we all have that desire to remain. I think that's important. I think we have that desire for a reason. It, it I mean, guides our, our civilization. Our productivity is what I think we rely on. That's and what that's, makes us human. That's what carries us. Into, Making awesome shit. Yeah. And that's what we leave when we die. That's yeah. what I... The stuff we make and then also just the abstract things that we make we do you know the, the work we do changes we make the people but, we influence yeah exactly the human the human influence i think is the main thing especially if you believe that consciousness is primary to reality like quantum mechanics that the observer is the creator simultaneously eerie yeah very but i do believe that yeah i do believe that and that that one i just think that's a fun thought because if if that's true, then there's so much. It, it makes it seem like the simulation is is where we are. Right. I was so I've talked about this before, but the way I visualize quantum space is like a giant cloud, and in the cloud is it's all the wave waveform. It's not particle. And um, so, picture that big wave cloud. It's just a cloud of possible um, combinations of molecules. Um, so all of the matter that's ever existed is represented by these waves, right? And then in this cloud, they're, they're not dense enough to be physical matter. And then what human consciousness does is it brings those objects into density that can be reflected in three dimensions. So this is just a, a visual aid in my brain that I that I can use to like think Understand about how that works. Understand quantum wave theory. Of, yeah. Theory. Well, well, because it's all about vibration and frequency, and like when when consciousness is pointed at something, it it pulls it out of quantum and into three dimensions, right? It, I mean, I don't know how that works in a technical sense or a scientific sense at all, but I know that that's the gist of what is happening. So there there exists a possibility. It can be A or B. When you're not looking, it's it's both and neither. And then when you look, it is either one or the other, right? Yeah. That's like Schrodinger's cat. Schrodinger's, yeah. 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 When you look is when it becomes the thing. So until then, it still just exists in possibility. It's both and neither. Even though, you mean, in terms of the way we experience reality, you've already killed your cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not in the box. Yeah, it's dead. It's dead? It's dead in the box. It's dead in the box. A guy put a cat in a box and then he did a philosophy thing where he's like, all right, so if quantum mechanics is true, my observation of the cat in the box is what is going to determine whether or not the cat is dead or alive. 
it's not that information does not exist outside of human observation outside of conscious observation does that make sense yes so it's just like if this was a video game they're not going to render the dead cat in a box that you can't see does that make sense yes yeah so when you open the box they render it and then that's the moment when it becomes a dead cat but before that even though you know the cat's been dead for days you know that it stopped making noise a long time ago yes it's been in there too long too long. You got to feed a cat. You got to get cat water. And oxygen. I mean, yeah. oxygen. Yeah, exactly. That cat's long dead. Yeah. God, but that is true. all just baggage that we are carrying into that scenario with our experience and our memories. That's not what is actually happening. That's a construction of our brain. What's yes. really happening is there's nothing in the box. The inside of the box doesn't even exist. And then you open the box, you see in the box, oh, there's a dead cat in this box. That's when the cat became a dead cat. Isn't that a strange thought? That is a strange thought. And people are probably listening being like, yeah, that's not true. Uh, but it is true. That's and that's the way that the Schrodinger's that's cat it thing is explained. So that's why quantum mechanics is so confusing because it sounds untrue. It sounds like there's no way that's the way it could work. But that's not the way we understand reality. No, it isn't. No. No, it isn't. Anyway. We see what is useful. Yeah. There's no objective reality. No? Do you believe in an objective moral truth? No. Do you? I, I mean, I, I'm sorry I said that so condescendingly. I meant, no. Do you? <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Do you? I think that there needs to be some established objective truths and reality you, you have to put boundaries on it though from the get-go like within what parameters for who in what time period like there are like issues with relativism that you have to establish ahead of time or it's just chaos like you can't just say you can't apply broad rules across time and space it just doesn't make sense it will run into so many problems like give me a rule that's a moral a moral objective truth um, so one thing like the biology of a man and a woman. Oh, that's a horrible example. Can you please pick something else? <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult, huh? Yeah, I don't want to do that one. Can you please pick <laughs> Like, uh, pick like, uh, thou shall not kill. Thou shall not kill. Get biblical with kill. it. Yeah, okay. So, or yeah, any one of the Ten Commandments. Yeah, thou shall not, thou shall not kill. I'm kind of setting you up. Never mind. Pick whatever you want. Um, Okay. Don't lie. Okay. So that one is, if that was a moral truth, that would mean it would have to apply to all humans across all time and across all cultures, right? Right. Just humans? Can any other consciousness lie? Can a tree lie? It can lie down. <laughs> it can lie down. Can a dog lie? Uh, so you have to be able to make a statement to, to lie. They can manipulate. They definitely can manipulate. A dog can pretend to be sad when they're not sad. Yeah. They can They can pretend. Is it pretending a lie? No. Is it? I think it's got to be. If you are with the intent to deceive, that's a lie. Yeah. 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 If Like if a dog is uh, like you brought a dog home a bone and it's like, oh, rawhide? This shit expands in your stomach you'll kill me you son of a bitch and then uh and then but he acts happy anyway 
Right. And then he's like, I'll chew it up, you fucker, I'll eat it. But then we can just say, like, what's li- what, what is lie? Define lie. Yeah, that's a what lie. I'm saying. It's like we, when we discuss things in a society, we have to be able to do it where something where there there something has to be allowed to be true. Like yeah, there has to be an end point. Otherwise, we're not going to get anywhere. Otherwise, the the laws of nature will take over. Right, which is just like whoever's bigger and stronger gets all what that they matters want. is power. Yeah, and it's it's a winner take all system. It's not good. It's yeah. not good. That's why that's what progress is is like the ability to be able to set up those boundaries and like know like all right, so we're going to operationally define morality as like don't kill somebody unless they deserve killing. Um, you know, don't hurt kids. Don't fuck people who you shouldn't fuck, especially if they don't want you to. Like these are rules that can be hard and fast rules applied across pretty damn broad categories. Maybe not. It's hard to it's hard to say, but it's it's yeah, I don't know. Things have changed so much throughout history. Do you yeah. think there was ever a time when those things were just totally like encouraged and okay? Yeah. As part of the culture? Yeah. Like I mean, honor killings? Yep. I guess that was recent. In in American history, there's been a time when there were like honor killings. The right. uh, Hatfields and McCoys, like that whole feud. The Wild West, people were killing each other all the time. Right. Yeah, there was a time where it was, yeah, it's an honorable thing. If the person deserved it. Yeah. I mean, it is in war too. Same with that, yeah. And you don't know the person you're killing in a war. It's like... And they're most likely someone who's young like you and doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Okay, so thou shall not kill is out. That one, a little bit too complicated. There are situations where you should. Yeah. How about steal? Thou shall not steal. That, see, so far we're just picking things from the like the the Western religious canon, right. Christianity. But those are probably pretty prominent in other religions too. Like I bet you Muslims aren't supposed to steal. I bet you Hindus don't like to steal. Right. Is it Hindi? Is that a plural for Hindu? Hindu, Hindis. I think it's Hindi for... It's not Hindus. Hindus. I don't know. I don't know. We should, we should look that up. I'm going to ask Siri. What is the plural of Hindu? Here's an answer from wordhippo.com. The plural form of Hindu is Hindus. What is a Hindi? Hindi, or more precisely modern standard Hindi, is an Indo-Aryan language spoken chiefly in the Hindi belt region encompassing it's a parts language. of northern, central, and... eastern, and western India. Do you want me to keep reading? No, thank you, Siri. That was great. She's gotten really good lately. Yeah. Okay, so that's my bad. Uh, Hindus is correct. Okay. Hindi is is a language. Yeah. Yeah. Now you know. No. Don't steal. Don't steal. I bet they don't. I bet they don't. Well, what if you're you're like, what if your kids brought something home that they shouldn't have? Oh. You're going to take it. Oh, you're going to steal from them? Right. Yeah, okay. Well, you're going to take it. Is that stealing? So where'd they get it? What's the, why shouldn't they have it? Well, say they got it from a friend. Maybe they got... Is it drugs? Maybe they got a pornography tape. Okay, they have a porn tape. And why can't they have it? How well, old are they? Let's say they're like 10, 11. Get that porn out of their hands. What, are you yeah. trying to ruin this kid? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd steal the porn. Yeah. <laughs> from the 10-year-old. Um what if they had a bag That's of joints? That's an easy example. <laughs> <laughs> a bag of joints? Not even just one joint. Uh, 
I give got me the... that joint, you ten year old. The bag of joints is no way. Uh, okay, I, that's I was too just easy. To a Dave Chappelle special when oh. he, was, he was talking about stealing his son's rolling papers. And oh, I, his stuff has been good lately. Did you watch that speech he did? It was like a. a it was uh, really good. Acceptance speech from his uh, alma mater. Yeah. yeah, it was very, person. very good. He's turned into more than a comedian. He's almost like a motivational speaker. Yeah. It's cool. I enjoy listening to him. He's my favorite comedian. Um, do you know uh, Giannis Papas? Uh, He's fucking funny. Heard of him. Shout out Giannis Papas. I hope you uh, someday come on my podcast. That would be awesome. Giannis Papas. He's so funny. He put out a special on YouTube recently. It's called Mom Love. Uh, I highly recommend it. Really? Yeah. On YouTube? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a stand-up special? Yeah, a lot of people are putting them out on YouTube huh. nowadays. That's good. Cause... Norm, uh, what's his name? Uh, not Norm. Mark Norman. Mark Norman. Never he heard did of his. Him. What? You would love Mark Norman. Who are the comedians you're into these days? Uh, I, I like, well, I'm kind of, I've just been stuck on uh, Netflix, so. Uh, you don't listen to comedians' podcasts? Like Tim Dillon? Or, no. Oh, God, they're Fuck, so I don't funny. Think about it. Andrew Schultz. We talked about him on the Lost episode a lot, actually. He's fucking hilarious. So funny. Oh, so he, yeah, I'm going to give him a plug. He just put out a special, and he sold it to a streaming platform. I don't know which one. And they paid him up front. He took the money, made the show, and then he gave it to them, and they were like, oh, geez. We can't. We didn't, we didn't know you were going to say things like this. This is, we can't. No, guy, we can't do this. No, we're yeah. gonna shelf this one. We're gonna we're gonna hold on to this. And he's like, "Oh fuck!" Well, I worked really hard on it, so he spent his life savings to buy it back, and now he's selling it on his own. So from his website. So go to andrewschultz.com probably, or Google it. Find Andrew Schultz on social media and get a link. I'm not gonna do the link for you, but you guys can find him if you're interested in really really good comedy that's very edgy and fun. Check him out. Did you watch it? I haven't seen it yet, Uh-oh. but I, I, I really support him at just on principle. The fact that he's like, no, nah, I still want it. I want to make, I made a thing. I want it out. I want it to be the way that I made it. Like real comedy is individual. Right. If, even if there are work things of art, that, it's not a... exactly. Even if there are parts that offend people, uh, it's okay. They, they can just be offended. Yeah. What's wrong with go on with their life. <laughs> right. That's, <laughs> Yeah. We talked about this in the last episode too, but the Andrew Schultz show we went and saw was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. The hardest I've ever laughed at comedy was his show. It was very, very funny. But yeah, so I I think that people who just kind of say fuck off to the establishment and actually put in the time, put in the work to make something unique and individual, and then they uh, they want to share it with the world. I, I totally get that. I respect that a lot. Right. So I, I'm going to definitely buy that. And he says what he wants to say. It. Yeah, exactly. It's actually probably not even just what he wants to say. He says what he thinks is the funniest. <laughs> yeah. That's his job. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. He's not, he's not a political commentator. He's not Bill O'Reilly. Right. Like, he's a comedian. His job is to surprise you and shock you. It's, right. it's not to teach you things or that tell you what you're supposed to feel about trans people. That means to joke about stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. That's their job. Yeah. They got to joke about everything. Anyway, why'd you call the cops on your dog? Oh, back to that. 
Uh, we were still talking about well, comics. You didn't you didn't uh, explain it, and I want to just before before you get too far away from it. Oh, I, I was just I was trying to separate my dogs from fighting over a piece of rawhide, so I wanted to go to bed. Wait, you give your dogs rawhide? Uh, I think it was rawhide. You know that shit expands in their stomach. Yeah, I don't think it was uh that kind of rawhide. I fucking forgot what it was. It was a non-expanding kind. Yeah, it was a different kind. It was the yeah. Don't worry, people. I'm not choking my dogs uh they uh uh yeah so marley went to go grab it and she grabbed my fucking leg instead oh ripped, she bit you yeah she ripped off a chunk of skin that's, is that that's the scar oh no yeah i mean it was pretty super it was wasn't even that bad but she she hooked deep. you it looked pretty gnarly. did she feel guilty yeah, yeah she yeah, felt bad she did she looked pretty sad she didn't mean to she was trying to get the rawhide yeah uh, but Hannah and I were going to go to Vegas and, uh, like in like three or four days after that. And I panicked because as you know, I get anxiety about ridiculous shit. Health <laughs> and, uh, stuff. Yeah. Especially health stuff. And, um, I didn't want to deal with a fucking infection while I was in Vegas. Or rabies. Or rabies. Well, can't be too careful. Uh, she's vaccinated. I'm not worried about it. But uh, I thought dogs' mouths were cleaner than humans. I've always heard that. Is, yeah. that, is that true? Uh, fucking not when you notice what they do. They do eat a lot of shit and lick assholes. Yeah, they do. But it's gross. It's a lot of humans lick assholes too. So it's not that gross. Well, the <clears> next <throat> day I went to fucking instant care, uh, urgent care, urgent. whatever. It sounded pretty urgent. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wanted to. Get some fucking antibiotics to get ahead of it so I didn't have to deal with an infection while I was gone for a week and a half in Vegas. Uh, so I went in and uh, I told them what happened. And as it turns out, they're required to report dog bites to the police. Oh, so they snitched. Yeah. Yeah. I knew you wouldn't have done that. Yeah. I got a phone call from the sheriff and he kind of laughed. It's funny. Yeah. So it all worked out. Yeah, it worked out fine. Do you remember the time when they called the sheriff from the hospital when uh, Alex shot Alex in the neck with a BB gun? Yeah, I do remember that. At my house at our BB gun war? Yeah. I was at Alex's house when the cops showed up. Oh, really? Yeah. That was a shitty part of that story. Showed up to talk to her mom. When the cops got involved. Yeah. What happened, if you're listening, was... um, so me and my brother had recently discovered that if you put on a life preserver, like a, a nice, like a jet, like a jet ski life jacket, the kind that was uh, foam and zip up and everything, you could shoot each other with BB guns and you wouldn't, you know, even feel it. It was like a flak jacket. So we ha- first we were just like shooting each other in the back and, you know, I'd occasionally miss and hit him in the butt, but most of the time shooting him in the back and he was shooting me in the back and, um, you know, we started running around a little bit, and then it just escalated from there. And before you know it, we had called friends and brought more guns, and we were having a full-blown BB gun battle at our house in the backyard and in the backyards of our neighbors. And actually, we were in the McCracken's backyard. I was crouched down behind one of their trailers. They had a bunch of travel trailers parked out there in the back, like, like big mounds in, in war. Right. And so we were like running from trailer to trailer. And 
Alex Mack had the two pistols, the two BB gun pistols. And he, so he was running around just like pistol in each Double hand. Double fist in it. Yeah. And um, Martin had the the pump pellet gun. And he had pumped that bitch at least 10 or 12 times. Like really, really pumped it up. It was a BB gun though, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. It was the kind that you can shoot BBs or pellets in. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, uh, it was a BB though. And so Alex was like, I'm going in. And he, to me, Mac, I'm going in. And he went and I think he like tripped actually. And his head poked out from behind the trailer. And Martin just pop, popped him, which really only his head was sticking out. <laughs> now that I think about it, it was lucky it just hit him in the throat. But yeah, and then he's like, oh my God. And he like went down and pretended that he was like dying and then we all like rushed over and he's like you bastards and he like got the guns out and he started shooting at Alex <laughs> Martin um, but yeah he had a little hole in his neck and we're like uh oh that's not good and my dad came into the bedroom when we were like putting bandages on it and we were all packed in there and he's like well uh you guys shooting each other with uh, baby guns and we're like no uh, what this he fell on a stick it was just poking up out of the ground dangerously, and we were running, and as children do, and he tripped on a loose uh, bit of rocks, and he fell, and it poked and punctured his neck in this perfectly round fashion. And my dad was like, okay, well, it looks a lot like a BB gun hole, and um, if I find out you're lying, you're in big trouble. And so I was like, oh, don't you worry your pretty little head about it, Dad. I'm telling the truth. You know me. And um, so... Then everyone left. Me and Alex are walking back to his house and he's like feeling underneath the hole. And he's like, uh-oh, feel this. And he like grabbed my finger and put it on there. Uh, you could feel a little round lump in there underneath, just like half inch below the hole. So it like had shot in there and then pushed down. Sliding down his yeah. neck. Yeah. Yeah, so we're like, okay, well, that's not good. Hopefully it's not, like, in his throat, but it's lodged in there somewhere. So we, he, he, his mom took him to the emergency room, and they plucked it out of there. And apparently he told him that if it's a good thing he was a, a chubby kid because if he hadn't had a little bit of extra fat on his neck, it would have probably punctured his windpipe, and he'd be dead. That would so, kill him, yeah. Yeah. So to all uh, you chubby boys out there, there could be some hidden benefits you have not even come to realize yet. Well, Cody shot Martin in the nose with a. Yeah, he got he got paid back for sure. That yeah. probably hurt way worse. Little... <laughs> That's like a punch to the face. Getting a, a, a paintball to square to the center of his nose, like the tip. So it looked he looked like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Cody also shot me in the nuts from point blank, like ten feet away, with a powerful paintball gun. Cody's a lot of fun. And I was wearing fucking swishies. Oh, God. Remember swishies? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was a big fan. <laughs> yeah. I was comfortable pants. Oh, man. My balls swelled up so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not good. I cried so much. Yeah, that's dangerous. That could that could definitely Affect mess a man's up your fertility. swimmers. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, it didn't. Your fertility's good, right? As far as I know. Right on. Right on. You got it checked recently. Yeah. Yeah. It went good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Good to go. I'm I'm excited for you guys. I hope that it it really works out. Me too. But life is is good either way. But exactly, if you overstress it, it it will ruin it. Right. It's 
you know. Right. How, how are you doing with all that? Are you guys just taking it as it comes and just yeah. living life? Yeah. You already have, you know, a lot of kids already, especially if you think of it by weight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're big boys. Yeah, they are. You're going to have uh, very expensive Costco bills. They'll be bigger than me when they're 12. <laughs> yeah, it won't be long. <laughs> they're so, like, yeah, they're big kids. Yeah. I mean, they eat a lot. Their dad's six five. He's a giant man. Shout out Nick. And a six foot. Yeah. Yeah. She's Shout a, out. She's Nick. a tall woman. Um. What else did we talk about on Melissa's list that she sent us from? We talked about heaters. Well, we'll leave that one for the Patreon subscribers. Yeah. Fucking heaters. I don't have to out you. Your in your dark connections. Um, that did turn out funny though. The heater thing. The whole thing, I'm just like, every one of these just feels like it's a, pl- a plant bit. Like all of this is like, how could this be? This couldn't be a real podcast. Uh, they would, they really sat here and had this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I thought was funny, but I, I just think it, it didn't really fit like the rest of the podcast. Cause this podcast, sometimes it's serious, sometimes it's goofy, but it like goes back and forth and Sometimes it switches really fast and you know, but you, you know, when it's not one thing or the other. Right. This one, the entire thing was just like, I, I have a feeling people would have just been lost the whole time. Cause it, it was a little too Jeff, a little too Jeff. Well, I didn't for, talk. For most people, you barely talked. And most of the talking you did was uh, long pauses, um, which isn't even really talking if you, if you think about it. Yeah. I mean, I do that a lot anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they were so much longer than normal, but. It was it was really late and I mean you were tired. I get it. Also you wanted to sound contemplative. Yeah. So you were waiting for you know, forty five, fifty seconds for uh, one word answers. <laughs> but I was just glad you're here. I, it's good to hang out with friends. That episode, by the way, is called Stranger Things Have Happened with Colton Chalker. And it's a full episode available on Patreon. So go to ramblebytheriver.com, click the subscribe link at the top of the page. I was hoping you'd put it on Patreon. Yeah. I will listen to it. You'll love it. Yeah. I, I love it. It's funny. Um, so I was just watching the Huberman Lab or listening to the Huberman Lab podcast, and he had guest Dr. Charles Zucker. And in reference to the question, how do we know that we all perceive the same colors? You ever heard, had that thought before? Like, how do you, how do I know that the, what I see as green is the same as your green? How do I know that my green is not your purple? That's a question that I've thought of. I, I remember having that question as a very small child and it, it like tripped me the fuck out. So I've, and I've heard people bring it up my entire life, but have you ever had that thought? Um, yeah, kinda. I mean, I've. It's a, it's a pretty fundamental like thing to wonder about perception. Like, how do I know that what I perceive is the same as what you perceive? Right. Even, I mean, beyond I mean, I, we, sh- we should have talked about this before the quantum shit because that blows it all out of the water. It's like, well, nothing is the same. Color is just one of many things that are different between observer to observer. But how do we know? Did he discuss this? Yeah. So that's, I was excited because I've thought about this question my entire life and I thought it was an unanswerable question because we can't measure differences between perception because we only ever have one data point, one person. But they figured out a way. But if you use like optical illusions. This is how they did it. So the answer to the question is how do we know that we all perceive the same colors? The answer is we don't. So they did an experiment where 
two beams of colored light that were tuned to the frequencies of pure red and pure green. Uh, they were shined in to make one beam of yellow. And that yellow beam was then set next to a beam of pure yellow light that was just pure spectral yellow. So like not a mixture of two primary colors to make yellow, but just spectral yellow, pure yellow. And then participants were asked to go over to a set of dials that were on the red and green side and then dial them in to match what they perceived of the pure yellow to look like to get it as close to a perfect match between the two beams as possible. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. So they did this with hundreds and hundreds of people and eventually they had a data set and they found out that there was a wide variety of numbers and almost no two numbers were the same. So we don't perceive the same yellow. Like they're all different. Right. I think it's... And it's a spectrum. So it's not like it doesn't matter what you see as green is that what I see as green because green is, is just a, it's a it's a construction. Green is, is an arbitrary line drawn on a long, ever-changing spectrum between yellow and green or, you know, green and blue. Right. We pick where the line is. It, it, there's never a time when it just switches, this was green and this one's blue. It just gradually changes throughout the spectrum, right? Right. By frequency and wavelength and all that. And individually, we choose. We decide culturally that. what those colors mean to us. Right. But like I talked about this on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, like the color pink in some cultures is just light red. It's There is no pink. It's not a separate color. And hmm. we Americans think of pink as its own color. It's not just light red, even though spectrally it is. Um, is that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And like you can't perceive of a color you've never seen before. So like think of a color you've never seen. It's tough. The spectrums that I can't see. But how do you picture them? That's a good point. I can't. You have to visualize it in some well, way. You don't see infrared unless you're viewing with an infrared camera, right? Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, have you been looking at those James Webb telescope ah, pictures? Those are infrared. The Hubble Space Telescope was amazing to me. and then Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Nothing compared to this Nothing. James Webb, though. You know how that works? Like why we can see the pictures that it takes, even though they're infrared? It has like how we have three different uh, cells for identifying colors in our eyes. The red, green, blue, right? Right. RGB. Yep. And is that right? RGBW white is white. I there? think we only have three. There's a, oh, that's CBD. nice. CBD. I'll dove some. Uh, but yeah, so that James Webb camera takes, uh, it, it applies a coding to where it like takes, all right, this infrared frequency is going to be compatible with this color. I'm, make, I'm doing a bad job of this, but. Um, and they code it. Makes it compatible and just turns it into an image. So like that's what we would see if we could see infrared light. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's amazing how far they've come with that shit. Did you see that picture that has the giant warped space-time field? It's like a natural telescope lens yeah. that can see into the past. Like you can actually see the, the curvature of time yeah. through that. You can see the beginning of the universe in a picture. Right. It's like everything Einstein laid out is like, whoa, I can, I can see I it. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Time it's pretty bending around an object that we can't even perceive the object because it's so dense. Right. That it bends light and time enough to create a, a 
visual shield around it. That's fucking nuts. That's probably how the aliens are doing all this invisibility stuff. And the aliens. That seems like how... I mean, imagine if you could do that, create a, a point of density that was strong enough to change gravity and create a gravitational field. Like, you would have endless power. Right. You could do anything. That'd be cool. Yeah. You were talking about colors, and I, I couldn't help but think of that uh, uh, talk I was listening to about that years ago, Bo Lotto. He does science on perception, mm. and he talked a lot about color. And, I find that like, very He used a lot of color in a lot of different experiments that he did, um, and he does a lot of optical illusion experiments um, just to show that we perceive what is useful to see. We don't, yeah. You know, so like everybody is, as an individual, perceives things differently, but it's usually something that, you know, it's usually a useful perception. For It or is at always a useful At least it was perception. useful at some point in, along our ancestral line. Right. Which, like... It's based on the history of yeah. our experience. and the, You know what I think is kind of a cool thought about that? Everyone alive today has badasses as ancestors because well, what got me thinking about it in the first place Australia colonized by prisoners right it was a prison colony um, or aboriginals and either one of those groups some badass motherfuckers like those are tough people that's why Australians are tough so Americans who colonized it the white people who couldn't be told what the fuck to do in Britain the ones who were just like no we're gonna go Travel across the ocean in a tiny boat. More than likely, we're not going to make it. We're going to die probably, but we're willing to risk that in order to pursue the unknown for novelty, for a new life, for a better situation, just in case we can improve our, our situation. That's a that's a wild type of person. And I think that's why Americans are known for like, I mean, look at the last few hundred years, what we've done in a very short amount of time with innovation and technology and a lot of risk taking involved. Right. And I think that's why. And same, I mean, like Native Americans here is a different story. Like that's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, that doesn't fit in here really because there's not enough of them around to really know what they're like um, or how they would have affected our culture if they had give, been given the, the right opportunity to. Right. If they blended with. If we didn't, it, it, like we I, I don't, don't want to say we, but if they hadn't been forcefully eradicated from their lands and just like exterminated basically like they were some kind of a another species it was i mean that's not what i'm talking about but it's pretty easy to get off on that tangent it's a horrible thing that is and and how much we lost like can you imagine how much cool shit we lost by just like ignoring those cultures and pushing them under the rug and trying to make it so that future generations wouldn't remember them what an awful thing that was for our ancestors to do to us. Right. Like, and more to the Native Americans themselves, but also to us. More to them, but also to us. I think we have to go through all that kind of shit to become more of an altruistic species. Maybe. Like, we had to be horrible Nasty to get here, human beings to get here, yeah. I do, I do think that. Well, that the evidence would say yes. Yeah, that's how it happened. So that is how it how it how it had to happen, right? I don't know. I mean, it takes a lot of hard work to climb down from the trees and learn to walk upright. 
with you know yeah. basic technology. I, I bet it does. It's like we had to yeah we had to learn how to be in, or to encompass everyone. Mm-hmm. And we're not quite there yet, even. No, I think we still got a long way to go. Yeah. I've got no reason to believe that it won't continue forever. Right. You know, I think that's what what we are becoming is just like more aware that we are uh, constantly changing species. Our brains are very impressive and unique. And I don't think that we're anywhere close to realizing their full potential, especially when they're united. And right now, it that's not the case. Like there's very, uh, very big areas of division within our culture. Humans all around, like very divided. But you never sort of. You never know. You think that that's not the true narrative of what's going on? No, I just think it is a narrative. One part of it? Yeah. What's a better part? I mean, we also do, you know, we're also more connected. And we can, like, actually hold on, maintain friendships that we've had in the past because of technology. and That is very true. You know. Yeah, but it's also become almost exclusive. Like, and that's the only kind of friendships you can have. Uh, but maybe that's always the way it was. We, we just would have had none if we were our ancestors. Right. Right. The farmer didn't really get to, you know, go have boys night or whatever people do. Right. But politically, we definitely are more divided. Yeah. I'm so tired of, of thinking about it. But it's like you have to, like as an adult. If you can't, you can't just let shit happen and not pay attention. Yeah. It's very dangerous because it, it, it does matter. Yeah, it does. I know you said you have to get out of here. So I feel like we're at a natural kind of coming to a natural conclusion. You want to call it good? Yeah. This has been really nice. Let's call it good. This has been really nice. Thank you for coming back and doing this again. That's four hours of podcasting this week. So also thank you for putting up with me while I got really sweaty and frustrated with this equipment and trying to get this thing set up. Oh, yeah. That was very... If that would have been anyone else, that would have... uh, Well, I wouldn't have let that happen. You wouldn't have let that happen. (laughs) (laughs) There's no chance. Right. Um, Exactly. But... Well, thanks for letting me come back. Yeah, dude. I really, really appreciate it. And um, get home and... Yeah. Do your thing. Yeah. Good luck. Gotta go make a baby. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Talk to you next time. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Ramble by the River. If you did, it really helps us out if you leave us a rating or a review. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you want to get more involved and support the show, you can subscribe to our Patreon page for exclusive content, bonus episodes, and a Ramble by the River t-shirt with every Royal Rambler subscription after three months. Instructions for how to join are at ramblebytheriver.com. Click the subscribe link. And it's easy peasy lemon squeezy. Thanks again for listening. Come back next week. Bye. Can't nobody take me.